Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of the Our Kids Play Hockey podcast. Special edition this week, we're revisiting a documentary that I did in 2019 with Brian Trottier, the Hall of Famer, the man who won many cups as a player and as a coach. Uh, Brian asked us to travel with him up to British Columbia, northern British Columbia, close to Alaska, to share the game of hockey through floorball with the Heisla Nation and neighboring communities of Kitimat. Um, and when I say we were up in northern northwest British Columbia, we really were. That was one of the longest trips I've ever taken. Three planes. One of them had a propeller. Uh, it was an amazing journey. And the, the podcast you're about to hear is actually a supplemental to a documentary that we filmed. You're going to hear Brian in this podcast talk about his legacy and how it's not defined by his many Stanley Cups and his time on the ice, but really what he's doing to share the game today. It's a really great and short uh, little podcast for you to listen to. And if you like it, uh, we want you to watch the documentary. It's just under 20 minutes. We're putting it up on OurKidsPlayHockey.com. It's also going to be on our YouTube page and the Facebook group uh, for you to witness. Uh, we had an amazing time filming this, to say the least. And I'll be honest with you, we went up there with that mission of sharing the game, uh, and the documentary came back with something much, much deeper than that. Uh, it is it is uh, one of the most in-depth stories that I've ever had the privilege to tell, and it, it was an honor to be along on that journey. So make sure to check that out. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey about Brian Trache's legacy. And again, if you love this, go check out the full documentary. It's 20 minutes long on our pages, ourkidsplayhockey.com or YouTube or Facebook. Let us know what you think. And as always, if you love our podcast, if you like it, share it with a friend. Give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you listen, that does a lot of help for us. If you want to stop right now and do that, we won't blame you. But without further ado, enjoy this special edition of the Our Kids Play Hockey podcast with Brian Trottier. What do you think of when you hear the word legacy? For Brian Trottier, you may think that his seven Stanley Cups 
Hall of Fame induction, inclusion in the top 100 NHL players of all time, among many other awards from professional hockey, might serve as an appropriate answer. And while all of his accomplishments on the ice are something he is proud of, it's not what he refers to as his legacy. In August of 2019, my team and I were privileged to be able to sit down with Brian in Kitimat, British Columbia, an area pretty far removed from our home here in Philadelphia, approximately 3,245 miles. Brian was there to launch a new initiative across Canada to bring ball hockey to First Nation communities to both introduce newcomers to the game in addition to using the game as a vehicle for growth, both personally and throughout communities in Canada. It was through this experience that we got a peek at how Brian views his legacy, and more important, the shared legacy of those around him. When we get into the schools and we're talking to young athletes or we're talking to uh, students, we want them to uh, you know, make healthy choices and obviously have a dream, um, continue their education. And, and uh, so that's what I try to do now. When I get into the First Nations communities and I talk about my, my um, upbringing and my heritage and all the, the fun stuff that happened in my life, that's what I try to do now. And uh, I try to do it through sport. Obviously, hockey is a wonderful vehicle to get into the schools and, and tell the story about winning Stanley Cups and, and growing up in the wilds of Saskatchewan, making it all the way to New York City and, and that dream of uh, scoring your first goal in NHL. There's just, just, there's just highlights you know, that happen in your life. And when you're going through your NHL career, people are like, oh, what's gonna be your legacy? What's gonna be your legacy? And you don't even think about it. You say, hey, you know what? I'm just living for the minute, living for the moment, trying to win hockey games, trying to win championships, you know, like trying to be a winner, basically. And uh, you know, through hard work or just you know, dedications, all those wonderful things of practice, practice, practice. But I find that uh, as I grow older, the word legacy means a lot more to me because it's more about my grandparents, it's more about my parents, it's more about the history of our, our family. And uh, I just want to make everybody proud, you know, and I think we all do. Um, when we look back at our, our, our lives and say, God, you know, like, yeah, I made a few mistakes and blundered this, but you know, I recovered. And uh, that's part of life. And uh, so our legacy is kind of like uh, some accomplishments, few failures and how you overcome some of those failures and we like talking about that and uh, you know it doesn't just happen you know you just got to got to stick with it and you got to maintain a certain um, discipline and attitude and recovery mode and all those wonderful things and uh, you can't have, can't doubt yourself there might be moments where you do but you surround yourself with with good people and kind of where I'm at in life is uh, you know is, is again is just recognizing and and helping the next generation understand those, those same things. It's not about just you know uh, doing well. I, I can remember my mom and dad say, "Oh, you don't want to fail in class." Well, sometimes you know you're gonna you're gonna trip up. You're gonna you know bump into something. But it's what you do, you know, your next choice that you make uh, is gonna you know be a decision or uh, decide your next step in life. And uh, not every step I made was uh, was a popular one with my mom and dad because I can remember when I told my mom and dad at uh, 15, 16 years old, you know, I, I, I can't go to school right now, but I'll go back to school if I don't make it in hockey. And I broke my mom's heart and to watch her cry. I was like, Mom, Mom, honestly, I'll, I'll go back to school. I can only play junior hockey here for like three years of my life. And I can go back to school when I'm 50, 60 years old. And she thought, wow, okay, okay yeah, okay. Um, maybe we can do this. And I can remember almost quitting hockey because I was just getting beat up all the time. Tiger Williams drags me back into the game 
and said, you're going to play left wing with me and no one's going to touch me for the rest of the year. And hockey was fun again. So having a big brother like Tiger Williams come along at the right time um, and, and influence me in a good positive way. And dad saying, you know, you can always come home. Every time I was homesick, you know, you can always come home, but you should just stick it out so you have no, no regrets. And all those little life lessons. And, and we want to share that now. That becomes part of my legacy. And that becomes part of uh, who I am. Some of those little hiccups, those little failures, they're part of my, my, my legacy as much as some of the accomplishments. Some are a little bit scary at times, but you know, you overcome and you battle through and you find a way. And uh, you don't get defined by some of the failures. You get de- defined, well, some of them define you, but at the same time you overcome. And then they, you know, you define them and say, hey, hey, I didn't give in. And uh, those are special moments when you, uh, when you can achieve and feel good and your confidence grows and, um, you know, you see your peers, you know, like, wow, look what Brian did. And, and it's wonderful. I share these stories now with all my hockey buddies from my youth. And, and they're like, wow, you made it all the way to the NHL. Like, you know, I said, yeah, you were a better player. You probably as good as me or better. And, uh, but yeah, you just find a way and you just kind of stick with it. Um, opportunity knocks, um, you know, you have to take, you have to jump through that door when the door opens a little bit. Um, so yeah, there is some, uh, some fun things that you have to do um, at the same time. I, found, I find sometimes like kids get stuck and I say, you know what, there's lots of options. There's just so many options. All you gotta do is ask some people for, for ideas, look around, your parents are there, your, your elders are there, your grandparents, you have uh, teachers, guidance counselors, your friends, there's coaches. Somebody will, will have a solution or options for you. And, um, I tried to find, you know, those 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 things with through teammates even, and uh, so there's opportunity out there for everybody. And uh, so my story and my legacy is just one of those things. And uh, you know, I embrace my dad's legacy. I embrace my grandparents' legacy on both sides of my mom and da- mom and dad. So those things are important to me, and uh, I want them to be important for uh, for my children, my grandchildren too. The origin of hockey is something that is often debated. Many countries have their own beliefs on where the game came from, but most acknowledge that Canada is the country that truly brought the game to prominence in its current form. Brian describes it as Canada's gift to the world. Brian is hoping to continue that tradition in Canada through his work with the First Nation communities. While in Kitimat, we had the privilege to meet members of Heisla Nation, a First Nation community that has held residence in the Providence, some say for as long as 9,000 years. It was with that group, along with the local residents of Kitimat, on a rare sunny day in the area, that Brian launched his first ball hockey tournament as part of his initiative. In order to make it a reality, Brian brought everything that would be needed to create a ball hockey tournament, including free customized ball hockey sticks for every player, training aids, and over 400 balls. More important than equipment was the people, as part of the initiative is making sure that the game is introduced in a way that anyone, regardless of age, gender, or physical ability, can participate and experience the game. A lot of conversations have been happening, like first name, did Indians invent um, lacrosse and hockey and all that stuff? Or was it first game played in Newfoundland or was it played in Delaney, Northwest Territories? I mean, don't know. You know, was it was it over in Russia? Was it somewhere in Finland? Or you know, nobody knows. I don't know if it's disputed, but I think it's a, there's lots of conversation about it. But I just think for us as Canada, you know, it's it, it's our gift to the world, hockey. So if ball hockey can be 
you know, recognizes First Nations' gift to the world uh, in a sense that uh, it's all-inclusive. It's not just a sport at the highest level. The best can play. Anybody can play. Um, I think that's, that, that, that'll be a nice little reflection in First Nations. These kind of sticks and the right kind of ball, uh, ball hockey ball that the kids can enjoy and have fun with and really enjoy the sport not just, and, and enjoy, enjoy it at another level. So uh, getting together with uh, Mike Benelli and Extreme and uh, this, this great product and understanding that um, Pavel Barber does some incredible things with this thing and, and talking to my grandson and my son who uses these things and said, Dad, these are awesome. Grandpa, these things are great. Um, I thought the uh, response of the kids was fantastic. You know, the fact that they get to go home with something. So um, again, we, we talked to Heisler and we said, you know, this is the way to do it. This is the way that the program is going to really wow people. And everybody's going to want to be a part of this. And uh, so we think we've got something here that is uh, very special, uh, extremely unique. Um, and I think it's going to grow. It's going to be recognized uh, as a First Nations sport because uh, it's all-inclusive. Uh, it's gender-friendly, girls, boys, um, anybody can play. We saw, you know, gazelles out there, these skinny little kids that run like gazelles. We saw, you know, the, well, we call them the, the heavier, lumbering um, kids that were just all in. And it's really um, contagious. And uh, I think it's, it, it's special in that regard because it's, you don't have to be a great skater. It'd be a great shooter, you know, but you can play the game and you can participate. So it was, uh, it was wonderful to see that reaction and, uh, and get the feel that the parents were involved, the grandparents were involved. We had the local men's hockey team come down and referee and encourage the kids. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. So I think it's got uh, traction and uh, the hockey sticks were a big part of it. And so I can't, uh, I can't thank Heisler enough for, for making that commitment to bring the hockey sticks in and, uh, and build the program through these hockey sticks because these hockey sticks are spectacular. Uh, I was talking to some parents that were watching and uh, they want to get a father-son game going. I'm like, we can do that. Uh, we saw some elders there. We said, this game's too fast for us, but I can play against guys my own age. I said, we can do that. Um, we just make the, the, the um, surface play area just a little tighter, a little smaller. You have to run around. You walk around. Who cares? But you can play the game. You can play the sport. You're a hockey fan. You would love the game of hockey. Again, the female, male, any age. Uh, you have to be a great skater. But I'll tell you, the sticks, the ball, the whole atmosphere of ball hockey is extremely healthy. You're part of a team. You're part of a uh, uh, a game plan, you're part of uh, attack, you're part of the defense, you're part of it. So uh, participate, have a great time. But uh, I really enjoyed yesterday, it was fantastic. The day was a total success. There was a large turnout of kids and parents and smiles all around. At the conclusion of the event, the winning team was awarded a full-size inflatable Stanley Cup as their prize. Watching the children lift and pass the cup, you would have thought it was the real thing. We asked Brian, who has won the Stanley Cup seven times, how the aura of Lord Stanley, regardless of it being an inflatable replica or the actual silver trophy, transcends the game itself. 
So the Stanley Cup has a, has a wonderful presence. So um, it's a celebrity all by itself. When we walk into schools with the Stanley Cup or we walk into events with the Stanley Cup, the hierarchy of, Stanley, of, of the Stanley Cup and uh, hockey players is pretty funny because Lanny McDonald and I chuckle because we'll walk in with the Stanley Cup, uh, a mascot, Stanley Cup rings, and a bunch of hockey players. And that's basically the hierarchy. The Stanley Cup is up here. The uh, mascots are right here. Then the Stanley Cup rings, and us lowly hockey players are at the bottom. And that's the, the hierarchy of celebrity uh, when we walk into schools or whatever event. It, it makes us all chuckle. Um, but we love the Stanley Cup. We recognize that it, it is a celebrity, and it is the number one celebrity. So when kids get an opportunity to grab the Stanley Cup, and we tell our story about the Stanley Cup and how we grab it for the first time, we feel the names that are engraved on it and how cool it is to touch and how actually how heavy it is. To, it's not a piece of tin, and you feel like a weightlifter pumping it up over your head. And we tell these stories to the kids, and it's the moment we all dream about. It's, uh, it's that moment, you know, the, the moment when you're a kid and you can pump that Stanley Cup over your head just like Jean Beliveau did or Gordie Howe or Bobby Orr, anybody who was your, your boyhood idol did. And that's, I think, what the kids want to do. They want to uh, duplicate what their idols, they see their NHL idols do on TV. They want to do the same thing. And uh, I was no different. And, uh, you know, so... Uh, Again, influence is a wonderful thing, but that Stanley Cup is a powerful, powerful object. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that edition of Our Kids Play Hockey again with Brian Trottier talking about our travels up to Kitimat, British Columbia in 2019. Uh, if you want to see more, make sure you check out that documentary. It's available now on OurKidsPlayHockey.com, on our YouTube channel, and on our Facebook group, Our Kids Play Hockey, for you to view. Uh, it's about 20 minutes long. It is a life-changing uh, uh, documentary. I'm not going to lie to you. It changed my life, definitely after I got back from those travels. Uh, and if you enjoyed this podcast, let us know uh, by commenting below or let us an email at team at ourkidsplayhockey.com. And make sure, as always, to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this show. We appreciate it. But that uh, said, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll see you next week on the Our Kids Play Hockey Podcast. Take care, everybody.